I'm trying to figure out where I need to record this podcast because uh, I could go to my room to do it, but my one of my housemates might have a dick appointment, and then uh, I would just be like, "Is li- everything okay?" I would just be like, <laughs> "Is there like is it an infection or something?" Yeah, <laughs> I would. <laughs> well, we d- I mean, it's a house call. But yeah, so, urologist like, coming to your bad. house. That sounds crazy. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. <laughs> like, is everything okay? Yeah. Anyway, while the while the doctor uh, looks uh, at them, um, it is very possible that I'll just be like uproariously laughing and screaming and all of those things, which could yeah. just uh, as the doctor's like, inter- we're gonna have to amputate. Interrupt the the uh, procedure. Welcome to the beginning and the end of the world. We get this from the Muppet Show. So, um, I, 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 I which as uh, no, said, here I got a question. No, 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 no. I'm interrupting you. If you're to about say to talk to me about which Muppet eats pussy. I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> 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 Folks, it's that time again. Welcome back. We're here to put on a show for you. That show, of course, is as you know, the podcast dedicated to covering the first and last episode of every television show in existence. And because of that task that has been set out before us. It is it is our pleasure to to welcome you tonight with uh, our special guest stars as we cover the Muppet Show. I'm Ian Benson. Joining me as always, fresh off a date with a mouse that's going to break his heart. It's Travis Marmon. Waka waka. And getting rejected by James Bond himself, and now dead set on smashing all of his glass furniture. No, no, I did. <laughs> No, I don't. that's the that's the annotation I don't want to do. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> because the Muppets, they talk like this. They all talk like this. Or they talk like this. See, I just went and or did a different Muppet entirely this time. Or they're Kermit, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. that one's... But, but I don't... I can't, I can't do Miss Piggy at all. I just have nothing. Making, it just sounds like Mickey Mouse. I'm no, not, I have a, no... No, it's not. Okay, hold on a sec. That is not Mickey Mouse. That's a member of the Teen Girl Squad. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> Ryan's ass. Yeah. That's, that's but that's you. a much easier impression to do. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't. I think we haven't determined Kirby! that Homestar Runner. I don't think Kirby! anyone in Homestar Runner counts to show. I want to fuck 007! <laughs> Just throw some gratuitous French Uh But yeah, Stephen, the thing is, is that Travis, one, didn't do an impression. Two, was quoting a different Muppet than the one I said he was. So yeah. you're yeah. okay. Isn't it fun how Travis doesn't do the thing that, you know, Well, I just, I'd already done it in the previous recording and I did. And well, I there's no previous recording, Travis. Not for the listeners. See, the thing with the Muppet show is that unforeseen things happen. No, 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 no. Not unforeseen things. Foreseen disasters. That's a good Producer Matt is, of course, on assignment on the planet uh kazoo bane so that he can report on the galio hoop hoop uh we will be checking in with matt later tonight travis it was your pick this week why did you pick the muppets i mean i know that everyone loves the muppets yeah i mean why do you love the muppets so i picked it because like i think i love the muppets but i actually don't have much experience with the muppets the only muppet movie i've seen is the jason siegel one from 2011 which i thought was delightful i never watched any of the show 
uh, or any of its other spin-off media, really. Um, and it's just kind of a fascinating thing to consider that for five years at the end of the 70s uh, and early 80s, they were like, what if we had these puppets do a variety show uh, with celebrity guests? And that it was kind of like a weird phenomenon that everyone likes. And that Jim Henson basically like completely remade an entire artistic medium in his own image uh to in most people's minds like i don't think any most people can name any other puppeteer unless they were on the henson team like frank oz which is pretty crazy and that he turned these into like kermit the frog is genuinely a celebrity like yeah, in his i was rate. like I, I, I do i i, I was gonna mention the fucking masked singer i was gonna say we and have nobody, to talk about the masked singer thing i know I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. And I think it's amazing that nobody was like, that's not a person. Everybody was like, holy shit, it's Kermit the Frog. Like, yes, like, that's the only Kermit. reaction. Yeah, fuck yeah, Kermit the Frog. It kind of sucks when you remind when you remember that like there is no real Kermit the Frog. But it's such good kayfabe that like we all just go through. We, everybody. Everyone agrees that Kermit the yeah. Frog is real. The stories of people like Danny Trejo, whose like mother di- had just died, and he was just having a hard time, but he was working on one of the Muppet movies, and like Kermit comes up to him. The guy who was playing Kermit is the one doing this, he's but Kermit the Frog. <laughs> yeah, he's holding a thing, and comes up, and he's like, hey, Danny, how you doing? And it's just like... Everyone loses it. He has given commencement speeches multiple times. He has been parade <laughs> grand marshal. He hosted the Tonight Show. Do like, you think Matt t- Vogel? Do you think like Matt Vogel, the current puppeteer who hates or who plays Kermit, like has some self-loathing in it? Like, is there a um, no? It could just... create some very interesting psychological issues. Yeah, if you were. <laughs> I, I, th- I think I think there's. I think Mo- number one, it's nice to represent something bigger than yourself. Number two, I hope that. Nobody is like, I would rather be having sex with Kermit the Frog right now. Can you do that for me, babe? One thousand percent has happened. I probably have. He's been on. He's been on one date with where he was like, I I operate Kermit the Frog, and then it got to got to that point and ruined the whole thing. This is a this is really is a good uh, opportunity for me to talk about the the differences between. uh, I'm I'm sort of. Uh, landing into it now. There are differences between um, Kermit the Frog, where you're kind of staccato, and if you're singing oh. and you speak a little bit more in the front of your mouth, and then if you elongate at all, you just become Morrissey. <laughs> uh, now, can you do it? To- then Wait, hold on. If you just get a bit deeper, it's Ray Romano immediately, <laughs> Deborah. <laughs> can you now? Can you take it to James Murphy? No, I actually can't. I actually can't do a James Murphy impression. But mm. those other, but those other, the Kermit to Morrissey was like stunning work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm astounded you're right just, now. It really is just if you if you're kind of doing a Morrissey impression, and then you just think, what if I was a really nice and pleasant person to be around? <laughs> then you're suddenly Kermit the Frog. <laughs> that is the dichotomy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, if you are good, what if everybody wanted to be around me all the time? Kermit <laughs> the Frog. Kermit the Frog. And then if suddenly I'm just having a few too many emotions, and I just I think a little too highly of myself and my veganism. And I mean, I'm Morrissey. <laughs> Morrissey could definitely you, sing. It's not easy being green. Yeah, he did that for a Green Book. It's not easy not being racist is actually, I believe, the name of that cover. Green. It's not easy being green, parentheses, book. book. 
I was reading about Kermit before this, uh, before we recorded here, and like, there's a whole section of Wikipedia that's just like internet popularity, and I'd like, there are so many Kermit memes. Like, the ones that came up were like, obviously, what one thing I've forgotten is like, there's the Kermit sipping the tea thing, which no one does yeah. anymore. But I had totally forgotten about tea when frog. that about when it was Tea Lizard, according to tea Good lizard. Morning America. <laughs> uh, and they also brought up like the one with Kermit and then like the dark hooded Kermit or whatever. But Wikipedia, yeah, 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 that's a good. No one at Wikipedia good, has be, added. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say that's Constantine from Muppets Most Wanted, where it looks mm. like he's like a Sith Lord or whatever. Yeah, the one thing that they didn't include on on this Wikipedia page that I feel like making I need to get editorial access and just make is they uh, neglected the brief "When Your Ex Dies" meme. Uh, with the extremely low res photo of Kermit laughing. My favorite stupid Kermit one is just uh, Kermit rolling up the car window. I think I know what you're There's talking like, about. There was a period where they would just keep finding various clips where Kermit and Christian Bale were doing the exact same thing. <laughs> so it was just like Christian Bale at a car looking over out the window. And then it's Kermit the Frog in a car looking over out the window. Or it's just like... Both of them inside the actor studio. Kermit the Frog reveals he is Mr. Robot. Yeah. Uh, I just think, I guess my only issue with all of this, I think the other Muppets deserve this level of public notoriety. Uh, some of them kind of do, you know. Mr. Like, why isn't Gonzo just out doing the talk show circuit? Um, I think he's done a few. I'm not... I'm not trying to take the spotlight from anybody. I, I, I think Gonzo is just as talented as anybody. Can. Uh, but no, like, why isn't it like you're going to, uh, you know, Letterman or something like that? I guess Letterman doesn't exist anymore. So uh, I guess uh, it's, you know, uh, Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel. And it's like, oh, you know, tonight we've got uh, we've got a comedic performance. And then it's just like Fozzie Bear comes out and just does a five. And no one makes a deal about I, it. It's not like. I really think that that's happened. Like. At their peak, I think Fozzie Bear has been introduced that way. I, I just, I, I don't think it's as common, but I've seen, I've definitely seen it with Miss Piggy. They might have, they probably did something like that when there was the that new Muppets thing in like 2015. Um, I like the, I like the way Miss Piggy tweets. Or does Miss Piggy have a Twitter? Oh yeah, uh, on the night of the Oscars, uh, let me find the one. Is it like the Iron Sheik one where it's just someone tweeting in the, their best approximation, or is it like an official? Miss Piggy. Uh, it is it is verified. I'm I'm pretty sure it is an official Miss Piggy account. The official Twitter of moi. Miss Piggy on the night of the Oscars. Good luck all to the immensely talented nominees of the Oscars tonight. I do wish I could be there or with you. And if any of the winners feel the same way, feel free to swing by my place afterwards and let me hold your little gold guy. And then it was a photo of Miss Piggy just like in a ball stairs. gown on the stairs. And that's very uh, sexy. Uh, leading luminary of our time, Hanif Abdurraqib, uh, retweeted with this with, I know Kermit is sick looking at this, <laughs> fighting the urge to send that saw your tweet, ha ha ha, text. <laughs> uh, her tribute to Raquel Welch after her passing. Put the phone down, brother. She's turned towards the streets, and you must as well, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I did look up Fozzie Bear's IMDb. Um, <laughs> he has his own. Yeah, he does. Yeah, why wouldn't he? They're real um, people, Travis. <laughs> it's not as filled out like other. So it, it's not because because it, it is just Fozzie Bear actor, which I think is great. But uh, he was Fozzie a Bear's, comedian. He's uh, he's a real triple threat. 
Fozzie Bear was on at midnight, the the game show. You know the like Could kind you, of yes. uh, yeah. Is it better? Okay. Is it better if the other people on at midnight are like you know Rolf and Gonzo, or if no. it's Fozzie Bear and like Jordan it's, Morris yeah, and Nick yeah. Weiger? It's better that they're yeah. working comics or whatever. Yeah, it's he's just, just like in the same oh, boat. right, exactly, exactly. That's perfect. I bet I could find out if it was like fucking Doug Benson or Paul F. Tompkins and Paul F. Tompkins and Fozzie Bear, like. Fozzie Bear on a podcast with Jason Mantzoukas or whatever. Fozzie Bear, Fozzie Bear on High and Mighty with John Gabris, just getting high and talking about that. Fozzie like Bear was weighing like in on Joe Rogan's anti woke comedy club and. Okay, no, this is too far. This is too far. No, I really think I re- I really think that it would be great to have like the Muppets doing what they would be doing. Like just like <laughs> let's 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 go deeper. Let's go further into this. Let's put Fozzie Bear on a podcast. Let's let's have Gonzo say something problematic and then be like freaking out about it and like going through the motions <laughs> of and then Kermit has to be like. Oh, you know, we all have to learn lessons and just own up to the things that we say. And Gonzo's like, "But I'd rather just be shot out of a cannon or whatever he sounds like." Um, okay, so I have a clip of Fozzie Bear on At Midnight. It's Kristen Shawl, yes. Fozzie Bear. <laughs> it it is. Hold on, hold on. I, I get out. Okay. Yes, it is Kristen Schaal, Fozzie Bear, and John Hodgman. Okay, uh, fuck Mary Kill. Hodgman, perfect. Hodgman, Schaal, and Fozzie Bear. Those what ones an, work too well together. I want to see Fozzie Bear with like a more, I don't know, a comedian that's like less their mold. Nah, I, nah, like I, a, I want to see like Dave Attell and Fozzie Bear. <laughs> I want to watch this episode with... <laughs> I like all three of those people a whole bunch. Do you think Hodgman says Mr. Fozzie or Mr. Bear? I think he probably says Mr. Bear. Excuse me, Mr. Bear. Uh, so the weird thing, though, is we're talking about our love of the Muppets. We're talking about Fozzie. We're talking about, you know, Gonzo. You know who we didn't get to see tons of? Those cool cats. No, not at all. So one Fozzie bit that was one of his shows within the show, and we saw only Gonzo in the theme song, and that's it. Um we should, take I think, the, we should get into the complicated, weird history of the Muppet Show, and then well, I, I would really this. like to. I would really like to understand, as a listener, why in the first episode of the Muppet Show, people kind of already were expected to know who the Muppets were in a way. Because the Muppets had been around since 1955. Yeah, uh, doing what? They, exactly? uh, they originated in a short-form television series called Salmon Friends. Uh, which was like a lead-in to The Tonight Show created by Jim Henson. Uh, and that's where you see a lot of these proto ones. Uh, Kermit starts there. So, you know, and then you have Yorick, a voracious puppet that resembles a rockhead. Not ones that you're just like really recognizing. There was Sam, who was a bald-headed uh, humanoid character, who is the main one. You know, Kermit was an ambiguous creature at this point. It wasn't until later uh, where he was referred to as a frog, like after a decade on this. So that was so Sam and Friends ran from uh, 55 to 61. The episodes were never recorded and most of them have been lost. So we will not be able to ever do this on this podcast, unfortunately. (laughs) 
but uh, it was um, it was then you know uh, it was advertising campaigns, Sesame Street in '69, and then they just eventually attain and celebrity was, status. Yeah, and Kermit was also on Sesame Street as a roving reporter character, um, and then Henson. So the Muppet Show itself starts in '76, but this like special we watched was from '74. Because it was Henson and his team trying to transition to a more not quite adult, but not a like like Sesame Street is like a four year old, and this is you know trying to be a more broad, somewhat edgier thing. Like the second of these two specials is called Sex and Violence, um, and so they ABC produced these weird pilots. I don't want to hear Kermit the Frog say the word sex though. Yeah, that's I suppose fair, but I don't know if even he does necessarily because he's not the host of these but he's in them but like abc made these these two specials 174 175 they also did stuff on snl in its first season there were like 11 like muppet related sketches or something called like land of gorch or something like that uh but it didn't henson didn't gel with the writers one of the writers said i don't write for felt um at some point and just wasn't meant to be and no one in America wanted to do the Muppet Show, so they went to England and filmed it there, and then it aired in syndication later. But it's also part of why the episode order is extremely confusing, and they didn't air in production order. And if you look at IMDb, like you can see dates; the dates are out of order compared to like what the yeah. listed episode is, and it's different than what's on Wikipedia. And the Disney Plus this, finale yeah. that we watched was listed as the first episode of season five on Wikipedia, but the production episode was the last one, it seemed. And at IMDb, it's listed last, and they say, see you next week at the end of it. It's very, very confusing. So I partially picked it just because I was like, these are the celebrity guests that we could do that seemed the most interesting. So the first one we watched was Mia Farrow, and the second is Roger Moore. I think Linda Ronstadt would have been cool. Linda Ronstadt would have been good. One of the other ones that you know, up there was... Um, like a member of the production staff that they had to quickly use because Richard Pryor canceled on them. <laughs> Which seems like Charles a Langham. perfect episode <laughs> of the of the idea of this is just like, ah, right. fuck, it's the like, host we, can't make we've it. We've got to figure this shit out. They should cancel SNL and just bring back The Muppet Show live. It's better. Yeah. As I was watching this, I was like, this is better. Um, give Bob Odenkirk uh, a slot to... They should... One of The Muppets should get canceled. Like that should be. I a just, I was thing. just talking about Gonzo. Yeah, he's gonna that. say he's gonna say the wrong thing, and then we have to watch his arc as he as he like <laughs> has to deal with the fact that you know he was canceled and thinking it's everybody else's fault, and then coming to terms with the fact that it's his fault. The most know. cancelable Muppet seems to be Sam the Eagle, though. Right, but Sam the Eagle wouldn't He'd come make back himself from a it. martyr. Yeah, like I just think I just think it has to be somebody who because it's a Muppet. You can't just hate them and then they go away. Like it just. You know, I I spent enough time uh, getting updates on various Nordic people from being a metal fan that I could believe Swedish Chef is involved in some shady shit. And hey. we just like don't really know about it over <laughs> here, and we also don't understand what he's saying. But he's dog whistling that would be all the such time. Such a good bit. It's like <laughs> Swedish Chef's like horka borka bork bork bork, and then you see every Muppet just like oh, and then he's like horka borka bork bork bork. Translated as the Do you remember one of our other favorite? One of our other favorite things, I think, since Matt's not here, we can talk about, I think, a shared thing that the three of us might put in, like, our top ten collective favorite things. Uh, this is Sports Center ads. So good. Yeah. So good. 
Sorry, I just wanted to say one thing. Bork with a hard K. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <keep going. laughs> oh, my God. Um, the, uh, the, epi- the not episode, the, the ad where it was then New York Rangers goaltender Henrik Lundqvist is in the, the cafeteria. And someone's just like, man, I do not know what the new chef is saying at all. And then it's just Henrik Lundqvist talking with the Swedish chef. That's what these things are. And then it's just like Lundqvist in the full pads <laughs> explaining to whichever sports center anchor what today's specials are. Because the new chef was Swedish chef. That's so good. That's so good. I can't think of an American. You're right, Travis. There's no better... There is no better American than uh, than uh, than than Kermit the Frog, and I should get rid of my Mickey Mouse sweater and instead have a sweater with Kermit the Frog. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I don't think I'm particularly good at anything. It's just kind of, I just try to uh, be nice to people and put on a show for everyone to enjoy. It's just, uh, it's just, I just like bringing a, a little bit of smiles to the faces of the American people if they'll if they'll have me. I mean, the dude did Rainbow Connection. Like one of the best fucking songs. Also, I want to criticize Wikipedia's uh, page for Kermit the Frog because they say uh, for for his bi- his biography, it's really weirdly worded because they say like character biography when it's just biography. And the first sentence says a biography has been developed for Kermit the Frog as if he were an actual living performer. What measure is a man, Wikipedia? You show me Kermit the Frog, and I show you a man worth dozens, if not hundreds, if of other li- souls. If we live in an era where uh, tech people keep claiming that AI, that they were like, act like you're self-aware, and then it does, and then they're like, we can't control it. It's real. It's sentient. <laughs> if those people have some sort of sway over what we consider to be humanity, then Kermit the Frog is infinitely more of a separate individual. I have so much space than any, to t- than chat GPT. I have so much space to talk about the degree to which I am not afraid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm having, I'm having, I'm having so much fun with people being like, "Guys, did you see this? This is scary." I'm like, no, it's not. They're nothing. They're, will- just, they're just saying zero zero one 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 uh, in the way they're the little they're little they're little baby toddlers they're flailing they don't know that anything is, that my favorite take was uh, ty- typing i'm evil into microsoft word and then looking horrified at the screen <laughs> <laughs> it just it won't be the first time when this all was happening and it's like wait some google engineer says it's more self-aware than we think it is and then we're like here's what that google engineer looks like and he's wearing like a full suit and fedora at the aquarium and it's like <laughs> oh 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 i just i think one of the biggest mistakes i i think and this is going to this is going to turn my kid into an asshole if i ever a kid i'm going to talk about uh, I'll be 70 years old and not have had a kid, and I'll be like, if I ever have a Ashen kid. Here. <laughs> I, um, hey, Stephen the, like, the old dad. I could be an old dad. That is possible. I have the, the right parts for it. Um, the if, if, I, if I ever have a kid, I'm going to be like, look, your kid, you've got a lot to learn. Adults don't actually know that much more than you. Like they, you think they might, but they don't. They don't know the thing. The doctor isn't that much smarter than you. The Google engineer is not that much smarter than you. They do one thing really good, and if they're talking about something that is like even two degrees away from it, they are just—they're just as smart as you are <laughs> about that thing. 
Man, what were those AIM chatbots? What do you mean? I don't like ones, but I didn't use AIM. There were uh, like, there were the chatbots that existed on AIM that these guys are just as like sentient as. Yeah. Or it's and fucking Kermit cus- the Frog. customer service chatbots are as yeah. Cus- as Kermit the Frog, a more sentient creature. Kermit the Frog is like the American Jesus. <laughs> it's not RoboCop. It's Kermit the Frog. Yeah. Do you know who I? Do you know who? Do you know what would be a really fun international meeting of the minds? Just as far as like what they represent for our people and the degree to which they are real or not real. Kermit the Frog and and, Tintin and Hatsune Miku. I would like to see (laughs) Kermit the Frog and Hatsune Miku have a little powwow. Just sing a song together. Have a just make each other laugh. Go on a date. Miss Piggy will get over it. Just one date. Kermit the Frog and Hatsune Miku. Um, Are you checking to see if they've met? I'm just, <laughs> uh, instead, I'm just seeing some fun fan art. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. No, thank you. Also, I'm seeing if Kermit the Frog has ever met Hello Kitty. Okay. I would love to see a modern Who Framed Roger Rabbit with just like Hatsune Miku and Kermit the Frog and Hello Kitty and like I don't know fucking who Milkshake Doc milk- <laughs> Who who else can we throw in there? Who's n- who's not a real person? That Twitter uh, little bird. Ah oh, no, that the Twitter bird doesn't have a personality. Goku. I'm gonna say Tintin again. <laughs> Goku, yeah, Goku. Actually, you know what? No, the modern, the modern Who Framed Roger Naruto Rabbit. Naruto Uzumaki. Is, the the modern Who Framed Roger Rabbit is just Fortnite. That's yeah. <laughs> that's the answer. Uh-huh. God. <laughs> I haven't played in months, but the idea of just getting a text like "Hey, E," and they put the Muppets in Fortnite. I'm like, ah. <laughs> you can play as you can play as uh, Sweetums. Yeah, you can play as Beaker in Fortnite. <laughs> just like getting fucking yeeted off of one of the surfaces in Fortnite, but you're beaker, so you have a voice clip where you're just like as it happens. Uh we should talk about this bizarre fever yeah. dream that is the Valentine's so, uh, special from nineteen seventy-four with Mia Farrow. Yeah, so uh we're yeah, we're watching the pilot for the Muppets today, January thirtieth, nineteen seventy four. Um, it's, uh, it's, you know, you're like, oh, hell yeah. Let's watch the Muppets. Oh, they got Mia Farrow as a guest. Uh, let me hit play on this one. Who the fuck are these guys? Who are these guys? There's a guy at a typewriter. Well, His name is Wally. He sucks. He's not nearly Wally as doesn't good have a Wikipedia page. Well, Ian, if you must know, uh, Mia Farrow is an actress famous for, uh, <laughs> Rosemary's Baby, um, she was in the, the Greek Gatsby movie. Um, married to Woody Allen for a long time. To, Nothing yeah, weird happened Woody during Allen. that. Sorry, yeah. You just asked who are this these is guys, like, and I thought I'd... This is like when you... Some bands have like a first album that doesn't have the like lead singer that they're known for or some other like major crucial component that's basically forgotten. Well, but the problem is they do and have the like lead that. singer. It, it would be like... But he's like... He he's the keyboardist on this one or some shit. Like he's just like a weird. I guess he gets his moment. He gets a song in there. So uh, Wally sucks, and they yeah they they have their opening number. Like it. Wally Carter reminds me of sp- like David Duchovny or some kind of weird scumbag. <laughs> okay, now whenever we mention David Duchovny, 
Muppets. What do you think the X Files parody that they did would be? Um, okay, there there has not been a Kermit like Muppets X Files sort of moment, which I expected there to be. Nor has there been a, a goofy X Files episode where they have where they encounter a Muppet. Um, although if the episode um, Darren Morgan had written more episodes, they feel like they would have gotten there eventually. The episode of Angel where they where Angel gets turned into a Muppet is one of the greatest moments in television history. <laughs> when you watch a Muppet vampire throw another vampire through a wall and then st- he's carrying a claymore and you're just like, this was what all of humanity was. This is a, he- a really key part of the Muppets sense of humor is like, well, you can do insane physical comedy with a puppet. And it's also much more real than doing it with a cartoon because you are watching an object to be like flung across the room. I don't know if there's, I've said this before in my real life with you guys, not in podcast life, but I don't know if there is really anything funnier than hearing the sound of a Muppet, like screaming in that comic way as they, yeah. as something uh. horrible is happening to them. <laughs> yeah. That, and like one thing, this is really more in the second episode, but like I can never get enough of the Muppet laugh, like the violent head shaking that they do. Like whenever Rolf was telling one of his bad jokes, like, I just think that's a really amazing piece of puppeteering that gets me every time. Those jokes were so atrocious, and I loved them. Rolf rocks. Top-tier Muppet. Who's the hottest Muppet? <laughs> uh, Pepe the King Prawn. Good answer. Uh, animal? It's just that raw uh, energy. A- interesting. <laughs> Knowing you, Stephen, I assumed you were going to say, uh, like, Janice from <laughs> Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. <laughs> Janice like does kind of look and dress like someone Stephen would date. So I don't, I don't know. I've never seen this person before. Oh, okay. She was in one of the episodes we watch. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, that works. I, yeah, but I don't know everybody's name. She's the second most prominent female Muppet. Is that real? Gosh. Yeah, how? there are many of them. That's pretty stupid. We gotta huh? cancel the Muppets then. <laughs> there, I bet. I bet the amount of episodes of the Muppet Show that pass the Bechtel test are just almost very zero. limited especially because even when miss piggy is talking to a man she's usually talking about another man right if she's talking to another woman she's talking about kermit the frog usually yeah i'm sure usually. you know you know what's one of the good things in life when you think of a thing and you wonder if you're the first person this happens to me a bunch and you google it and then you find out that brian grubb at uprocks has already written an article directly for this very specific thing what <laughs> that there aren't enough women muppets no 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 it's me going has Brian Cox appeared in a Muppet project, searching that and then be finding an Uproxx article, let Brian Cox uh, from Succession swear at the Muppets. <laughs> and yes, that was, my, yeah. that was what I just was like, you know what I'd like to see is I'd like to see Brian Cox just scream, fuck off at Kermit. <laughs> and um, I'm not the only one who has these dark desires. Oh my god, an episode of the Muppet show where like Brian Cox is extremely invested in them having a very good like performance of the Muppet show and like things are going wrong and Brian Cox is being is just like talking to them about like breaking you're like you have to you'd have to like I'm not even going to try to do an impression but just like basically being being like you know we'll have to cut miss piggy we'll have to cut miss piggy and you know just like and all the other muppets being like wait what the I best watch this thing, tomorrow the best thing is and this is something that this episode is lacking and I think the second one 
has, which is someone treating the Muppets with grave seriousness and respect. Like, there's an airiness to all of the Mia Farrow moments that feels weird because they haven't figured it out. Like, yeah. No, they definitely doing. haven't figured it out yet. While, like, the movies I can really think of where it's like, you know, Michael Caine and the Muppet Christmas Carol being like, I am Scrooge, and I will play the best screen version of Scrooge. And it doesn't matter that Bob Cratchit is fucking Kermit the Frog. I will be gripping this gravitas when I say that we are working through Christmas, and the rats can then be like, you know, suddenly in top- tropical attire, singing and dancing. Like, that is what works. That's why Grodin is so good in the Muppet Christmas, uh, uh, the great Muppet caper where he's like, pretends to seduce Miss Piggy and all of this stuff. I think, I think that, I think that the Muppets are actually like, sort of figured out something that other people have tried to do and can't quite do as well. And I think that, I think that it's because the Muppets will always exist. I'm now thinking about, what it, 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 I'm now trying to think about what Babe is and the way that Babe is sort of like the Muppets in a way, but like it doesn't like it 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 doesn't feel as silly or as serious in a way that is comforting the way that the Muppets. Well, Babe do. isn't conversing with the humans. I think that's probably the biggest key here. Like it's not just you interact with the Muppets. It's like the Muppets are dictating the terms on which. You are interacting. <laughs> you know what? This actually reminds me of, I've talked about this before. So when I interviewed Guar, it yes. felt like the closest that I could come to like having a Muppet conversation because Travis, like I was, ha- I was talking Travis, to fictional characters. Travis. What? Do you not know I interviewed Guar? This was years you ago. You interviewed Guar? Yeah. For what magazine? Or- it was for, it was when I was a, a music blog in Chicago. Um, Cause they play and Riot I- Fest every year. Right but and were they <laughs> in were they in costume? Yes. No, no, no. Yeah, this is, he this interviewed is way, This is way more interesting. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I'll just tell the story. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a music blogger once upon a time, and I yeah was granted uh, access to talk to members of Guar after the Riot Fest set, and I was you know naive enough to even ask the publicist, "Will they be in character?" And he was like, "Of course they're in character." <laughs> like and like over email, just like I can't believe you asked such a stupid fucking question. Of course you're not talking to the real guys; you're talking to Guar. So, and this is after um, Odorous Arungus. Uh, oh my god, I can't remember his real name. After he died, so uh, it was it, they're being fronted by Blothar the Destroyer, obviously. Um, and I go, I talked to him. And I talked to the guy who plays, I talked to Balzac, the Jaws of Death, which is the one in the really huge platform boots that just has like giant metal jaws for a face, right? And um, they were promoting their new book. There's like a coffee table book on like <laughs> the history of Guar is like, you know, 30 year legacy uh, at that time. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It was so, it was so fucking bizarre. Like, and I really tried to also like, okay, I let these guys kind of were you in a room? Were you in a room? No, I was in a in just a press area in Douglas Park in Chicago, like but, the, the but part that's like cordoned off. But were you physically in their presence? Yeah, like okay. I was, it wasn't I was like using a, my phone like a as a recorder. Yeah, I was talking directly to them. I had to stick my phone way up into the jaws of the Balzac guy so that he could be audible in my recorder <laughs> um, because he's wearing huge platform boots and I'm five five, so he's just like towering. Uh, and I tried to like dictate. I tried to like 
play it on their terms. Like I opened when I was like, okay, so when you guys uh, arrived on this planet 30 years ago, like, did you think that you'd still be, uh, you know, playing, you know, playing shows here and everything? And Blothar is like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, going to the grocery store where you're, you know, you're just out here looking, looking for something to eat. And, and 30 years later, you're still there in the deli aisle or whatever like stuff like what does that. that mean um, i don't know like because they're imp- they're improv they're doing improv basically uh <laughs> i asked about the book and he and flother goes it's a book of lies is what it is uh yeah i don't know and then my my favorite bit was i was just like well who are you like i had a really generic question it's like well who are you guys who are you guys excited to see at riot fest uh and he just goes i just want to see share <laughs> i don't know Do you, it was very weird uh, do you know what I think Kermit the Frog should do? Uh, play with Guar? I think Kermit... You think Kermit the Frog should run for president. Hot ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to pull off it's, having him swallow no, something, but... No, I don't no, care. But, no, but... No, but... Wait, no, but... Kermit the Frog... No, but, you, like, you stuff it in his mouth, but you have a separate copy under the table that the person puppeting Kermit is actually eating at the same time. So it's like... <laughs> So they're reacting, and then they also have to do it with yeah, their hands. So the person, so the person who is voicing Kermit is eating the thing, and he's like, "I oh. just want to see, I want to see what questions Sean Evans asks Kermit the Frog on Hot Ones." Yeah, but we get the best of both worlds. Make the puppeter eat the eat the eat the Hot Ones and <laughs> eat the fucking wing. Yeah, and just have him be Kermit. So you still work. And are in a creative partnership with your your ex, Miss Piggy. How's that work? And then, like, he takes a bite of a really spicy wing. I just think it'd be great. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, uh, none of those people were there. Kermit was had his heart broken by Miss Mouse or whatever. Yeah, he had a little song. You rode a bike. You wore one of those. He, yeah, he sang Froggy on accordion. Like, yeah. Mia Farrow danced to the big blue thing. That was pretty There's a amazing. janitor? I think when yeah George the janitor is a is a season one character like he does actually make it to the Muppet Show apparently but he's very minor uh, but they're like it's Valentine special so everything's about love and they're trying to figure out if he that his love is mops basically I really is what enjoyed, it comes down to I really enjoyed watching Kermit date before Piggy like I thought that was really interesting it was like he he had another love and he proposed to her and then was got in a big fight with a giant rat. And they both lost out because she just went with somebody else. It's just yeah, interesting I, to see the pre-Piggy era, which I, I don't those, know whether or not. I think that was Scabby the Rat's uncle. I think that this show was maybe the most chaotic I've seen ever. It was so hard to follow because there's not a real... Because they're, they're missing the critical thing, which is an MC that actually helps piece it together like the normal yeah. Muppet show does. It's just like... Yeah bouncing between a bunch of things it felt completely like it's set in a house at one point yeah kermit was literally trying to get people's attention and they would not give him the attention which was very representative of what the show felt like of just like nobody is actually trying to make anything presentable they're just being in this weird universe that's what it felt like, and it's not what it feels like in the movies or in, or in the fifth one, but it, that's what it felt like in this one. I do think when you talk about the airiness of Mia Farrow, I think a lot of that is just what Mia Farrow's like, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah she that's... speaks in that weird, like, breathy, 
sort of transatlantic accent kind of kind of way everything feels a bit like you're talking to like a fairy tale princess but then especially when she's dancing with a big blue monster and thinking about their her love for him it's it's weird it was weird it was it's also again like it's that thing where you're like hmm this isn't this isn't who i know of as my muppet friends yeah this is weird this is an interesting as you know because we're going to talk way more about the finale i think than we do about the, the yeah because i was going to say does anyone have any other notes who's this yeah, red did, like, this red piano lady is that was that um mildred maybe like mildred just Huxtetter? it doesn't even feel like the dna of the show it like, does it, sort of, but not at the same time. Like, yeah, I, I think I understand why this is not included on like Disney Plus. Yeah, this is the most where I've been like, oh come on, guys. I'm like, no, that one's like that's a different thing. This is clearly a television special. Yeah, uh, and it's like, what level of clout did like the Muppets have at this point? I have no I mean, because you said they're known. Obviously, the Sesame Street, but like, I want to know what led ABC to greenlight this and how it was received and stuff, but there's just not. Well, okay. So you got to also remember that Henson was doing, um, segments during the first season of Saturday night live. Right. So, um, you know, which is like, after this. Oh, cause SNL starts in 75 and this is 74. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Like, I think this is just him coming to ABC and being like, look, Sesame street, it's huge, but I can do more slightly grown up, elevated content. Give me a shot. Yeah. Here, and we'll get a celebrity on board. Yeah, so they they were around. Yeah, that's just what it is. You know, Rolf was on the Ed Sullivan show and television commercials, and um, <laughs> it's really weird to think about like Rolf on Ed Sullivan. This like, I, I'm now making him a stand-in for the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Yeah, just Rolf. Oh, Rolfomania took over America. Um, and then yeah, okay. So Henson worked on Sesame Street, um, and he waived his performance fee in exchange for ownership rights to the Muppets created for the program. Uh, genius fucking move, dude. <laughs> yeah. Big balls on Jim Henson there to do that one, too. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, one of those th- times where somebody's giant bet on themselves works out. Yeah. I think it's cool that Jim Henson took his clout from this special and then went on to make a good thing, The Muppet Show. And Roger Moore is so fucking game. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we don't, we don't care about the rest of the Valentine's episode. Don't watch. We don't, no. don't recommend. You know what's great? Would you watch more of The Muppet Show? Yes, just not that thing. Exactly. What is great is watching Roger Moore strangle a pig Muppet or, 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 or whatever, <laughs> like a janitor Muppet, and it's just like, who are you working for? And he's like, the frog! And he's like, oh, weird. <laughs> Me too. You're right. That's the intro to this episode. <laughs> I, I just love the idea. It feels like that the Muppet Show is like, it feels like every episode of the Muppet Show is just, you, you will have the, some of the sketches, but a lot of it is... You know the backstage part of the Muppet Show. Yeah, it's yeah. a meta the, thing. Uh, this, it's this, so meta. This was really well constructed. I really enjoyed the ways that, like, each sketch was its own thing, but had built on something else previously established. Like, they it was really it was really like top tier comedy in that, like, each little sketch was its own 
it's own humor and then later it's like oh you know they're pies oh well now we've got the pies now we think they're the pies now we've ordered the spies now he thinks that the spies are the pies now he's doing his number where he's talking to animals because we didn't want the spies thing because there's real spies but the animals are replaced with spies so we're just gonna have Roger Moore do a musical number about talking to animals while he like throws bombs away and throws Muppets off and like and like has a laser gun like I was like, this Watching is really Watching James Bond shoot a Muppet with a laser gun while was... singing a parody version of fucking uh, Talk with the Animals, and you're just like, yes. And this really was the well end done. of an episode where the first bit was uh, that, that scene was from the, the Northmen, um, but all the Vikings are singing <laughs> in the singing Navy, but the, the village people. <laughs> that was also a very good bit. <laughs> it's like you see, funny. like the influence of the Muppets on like. Uh, Mr. Show, where it's just like later in the episode, there's a medical sketch that where they are operating on one of the Vikings. Yes. And also, Miss Piggy is off her game because of the fact that she's rattled by the fact that Roger Moore is going to a play performance with a different pig date. Yeah. yeah. See, that was a great <laughs> reveal at the end, as I assumed it was going to be a woman. And, and like, it was just it was just somebody who looked kind of like Miss Piggy, a trashier Miss Piggy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love the decision <laughs> that Miss Piggy is irresistible. Like all people meet her and they're just like Aphrodite herself is here. Well, uh, that it's decision so was good. made a bit later because Roger Moore ha- was able to resist her. Yeah, despite I, great I loved, personal effort. So I know there's like the recurring bit that like Piggy uses gratuitous French, but she doesn't actually know like any French. So I really appreciate it when she goes. Uh, vous et moi, and Roger Morris goes new, and she's like, "What?" <laughs> and he says, "We," which is a good uh, a pun, also. Yeah this this episode of after the show she was, sings "Slow Boat to China," "Slow Boat to China" to him, also that's a big part of that as well. I I, I there were a few. I see how many. Um, I didn't realize how many just like musical covers were a big part of the Muppet Show. I uh, see. I liked things. I liked a lot of weird things, including just like, like, and and I, I maybe this is my taste. It is. I think it's only my taste. Sometimes the guy who went out to play his fish that sounded terrible. That was very I was like, funny. this is this is so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely amazing. And then. <laughs> Piggy blowing up at him for playing the fish on a show that's supposed to be classy because James Bond is there, which is also funny because now I don't think of, I mean, I guess James Bond is like sophisticated, but the idea that like Roger Moore is some, you know, classical English gentleman. It's great. It's really good. What was your favorite little sketch? I feel like we got to pull up like the episode and be like, what do I want? Like, I'm trying to remember them in order. Like we have the uh, Vikings. Okay. Uh, you've got yeah. So you've got um, the the week's guest that ca- yeah backstage guest can't quite shed a secret image. Viking Marauder pig sing in the navy. Miss Piggy flirts <laughs> with Roger. I just want an idea still. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I did like you guys. I liked loved that. how that was introduced. Also, the intro, the intro calling was them so good. The worst the worst people in history, and then Swedish chef getting angry at him and bonking him. Yeah, he disrespected <laughs> that's gr- that's his his stuff. legacy. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, wait. Yeah, you know this is a this is a Viking. Oh God, I had an ancestor's one. Is this is this going to be a Great Dane joke? <laughs> I don't know, it wasn't going to be great. You're just like Jesus, Roger. <laughs> yeah. Um, Best Piggy flirts with Roger while singing on a slow road to China. 
Lou Zealand. That's who Lou. That's Lou Zealand and his Playing singing fish. fish. Get the hook for their gurgling rendition of "You Light Up My Life." The wounded marauder. <laughs> the uh, the bear on patrol. The handcuff salesman is not what he sees. That one I didn't like. That bit didn't land for uh, me. It was okay. It's Fozzie's the handcuff salesman. Uh, Muppets sports, cross country billiards. I like the. Whole, I like, that's a funny oh, idea. Cross country. That is such a funny idea. I, like. <laughs> like I wish that they hadn't CGI'd the cue ball, I guess, but like, or whatever equivalent of CGI there was in whatever nineteen seventy. Yeah. But like, it was so funny. The fucking holy mackerel sketch was funny. I don't know. Like, I'm just I'm having a nice the ridiculous time. news segment. Yeah. Yeah, the Muppets news flash. Yes, that's the uh, spies infiltrate the media. The spies were funny. Like, calling to get spies. And being well, call, like, yeah, calling the Secret Service and being like, hey, we need some spies, please. And then immediately getting tackled. Immediately. And then, Great bit. Where'd you get that number? It was in the yellow pages. It's <laughs> also very funny. Great bit. That's funny. Guys, this yeah, is well, it. I agree. We found uh, funny. The Muppets are funny. They've always been funny. I'm looking through the other people who hosted, and there are many episodes that seem enjoyable. Joel Grey being the first one is funny to me because it is right like around Cabaret on bar- on Broadway and all of that, or Cabaret winning best, or yeah, yeah, Cabaret winning a bunch of awards. So you get him doing Vilcommon, which is really scary in the movie Cabaret. But the idea of doing that for the Muppet Show is delightful. I really want to see the Alice Cooper one, Rita Moreno, Paul Williams, of course. I feel like the only kind of person they didn't get is like a big athlete. I would love to have seen like Wilt Chamberlain on the Muppet Show. Yeah, but only some athletes have the only some are funny chops. or yeah, not, yeah. are capable. Yeah, yeah, but I'm sure there were ones in this. I mean, a thing that I'm glad we avoided that would have actually made perfect sense at the time would be an OJ Simpson hosted Muppet oh Show. But God. thankfully, that never happened. Yeah. Vincent Price, perfect, perfect person to host. Vincent Price it was also, on it. It, Fuck it yes. filming, it filming in England also, I think, affected who they who they could get. Like, there's a lot of British actors that are on here. Burn it. Like, I see anyone that's, like, a Broadway person. I'm like, oh, perfect. Oh, Milton Berle, of course. Uh, Steve Martin. Mark Hamill and other Star Wars people. Steve Mar- Steve Martin must be, like, a perfect episode. I mean, they couldn't got, like, a famous footballer in the 70s, of which I could definitely name any. <laughs> Johan Cruyff hosts The Muppet Show. <laughs> they got uh, Pele. <laughs> Peter Sellers would be good. Kaylee would yeah. totally have been down to do the Muppet Show if they uh, asked him, I think. Don Knotts, Bob Hope, Zero Mistel. All of these are ones where I'm like, yeah, that's Gilda Radner, perfect choice. Loretta Lynn, that's fun. Uh, yeah, Alice Cooper, as you already mentioned. Uh, also good. The, what I read about that is that Alice Cooper goes around that whole episode offering Muppets like a contract to sell their soul in order for whatever they want. And they're all very skeptical, except Gonzo, who's like, oh, hell yeah, I'll do that right now. Uh, I don't have a pen. I sell my soul for a pen. <laughs> I don't think Gonzo says, oh, hell yeah, but I would love if Gonzo spoke like we do. Um, I think, I think Harry Gonzo- Belafonte, Liberace, that episode's probably something. Stallone. I believe I've seen the clip of Harry Belafonte singing the Banana Boat song with Muppets. I'm yeah, pretty sure uh, that's a thing. Showing, showman through and through. Liza, of course, Liza's going to be great. I went to an oh. improv festival in Chicago, famously the one where I didn't know that it was not in the state that I was in. Um, yes, so it wasn't in Chicago. It wasn't in Chicago at all. It was actually in Wisconsin. Um, but, like, you know, southern Wisconsin. 
but uh, there was a girl there who I met, and her obsession. I like. I thought she was cute, and I was actually like, oh is this a person that I would want to go on a date with? And she was so obsessed with the Muppets that it's actually all she wanted to talk about. But I did follow her on Instagram and I did get to see that she did get to have a Muppet themed wedding. So like live your best life person. I met. Oh, hell yeah. At that, at that improv festival. Um, congratulations on, on marrying someone who embraces your fanhood. Has anyone ever pointed out that the Miss Piggy voice that Frank Oz does isn't really that different from Yoda? Yeah. Everyone. Okay. I've just never really put that together until I was like, oh, she's Frank Oz. I was like, you know, she does kind of sound like Yoda. I love that uh, Frank Oz, you know, then went on, has gone on to have like an interesting career directing wise outside of like Muppet-related media. You know, you're just like, what else did he do? And it's like, oh, you know, yeah, Dark Crystal, Muppets Take Manhattan, Little Shop of Horrors, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. What about Bob? In and out, you know. Death at a funeral. Frank Oz to Death at a funeral. The remake. <laughs> sure. Um, in two thousand one, he directed the score. Is that the movie with uh, Darius Miles? No, that's a different movie. Okay. Are the you other people about, who are start... you talking about the the basketball player who used to. Yes. Hmm. You're thinking of he the was one... in a movie. The one where they, it's like perfect score. The one where they steal the SAT perfect results. Perfect score. And it's like him. Is that not what the score is? <laughs> yeah. Okay. The score is a different movie uh, that um, that has Robert De Niro, Edward Norton, Marlon Brando, and Angela Bassett. And I believe this is the movie where Marlon Brando was so belligerent. And I think at one point he's like saying to Frank Oz, like that he's not a good director and he'd only be good if he could stick his hand up Marlon Brando's ass and puppet him around like that pig. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love that. And I love just Edward Norton just in my brain just being there like, oh my God. Like, if you're Frank Oz, I feel like you'd be like, maybe I should. Yeah. I don't know. Just being like, God damn it, I'm going back to work with Miss Piggy. I got to get out of here. I'm going back to being Yoda this next year. (laughs) I'm going to have a lightsaber battle finally. You were saying, Stephen? I just, I really was tickled by the conversation between... Uh, between Roger Moore and I, and I guess this this like almost feels like weird dry British humor, where it's like, oh, how do you think things are going? And Kermit's like, oh, you know, pretty well, and no, no, uh, unexpected uh, disasters. And then he gets like run over by Vikings immediately, and <laughs> uh, and Roger Moore's like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, oh, that was a disaster we knew about all along. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Just it's such a good like meta joke of like no everything is planned even this stuff <laughs> like it's sort of tune logic it's uh, very much tune logic yeah this is okay when you said the athlete this is the thing I thought of one okay, thing okay. though that I'm glad kind of because the Muppets work best like they work well when you have someone that plays off of them and takes them seriously and Muppets with athletes the idea of that. That already happened in a movie, and it's terrible. It's called Space Jam, which also is a movie that turns the Looney Tunes into the Muppets. That's true. Because, like, that's not the character of the Looney Tunes. Like, but they all live together and work together, and it's like, oh, what we're doing was a job. It's like, no, what you just did is the Muppets. That's what you've done. Instead, LeBron, instead of Space Jam 2, LeBron should have just appeared in a Muppet movie. That would have sucked. Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess Space Jam... Well, I mean, I don't know. It's just you need the right athlete and there's not many this is where i could go on my spiel of how i really want bobon to host snl 
Who is our? Oh, I know. I Anthony Edwards host SNL. <laughs> Anthony Edwards be in more movies. Boban host SNL. People being like, my God, he'd be good. Is... Yeah, I don't know who's our funniest athlete right now. Yeah, I mean, it might be him. Um, this is also, uh, I'm sure you've seen David Sims' continuing thread of oddly specific Sesame Street celebrity cameos from uh-huh. the early 2010s. Did you see the one this morning that was Carmelo Anthony and Amari Stoudemire? Yes, yes. With uh, Grover? Yes, yes. And I saw, I don't remember whose response it was, which is, this is making me think of Grover is way taller than I've always imagined. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's the Muppet show. Do we have... Anything else anyone wants to say? Uh, the song that they did, the the instrumental section was actually pretty good. I don't know who composed or played the music for the Muppets. I mean, Doctor Teeth and the Doctor may have. Yeah, I was about to say. play it, but uh, <laughs> hey, who's your favorite Muppet? Did we talk about what Muppets we are? No, we didn't. We got to do that too. You're right. My favorite Muppet is. And while you think on these, I'm just going to say one thing I also appreciate. Here's a testament to how good the Muppets are. I'm not tired of that tweet that goes viral every couple of months about what movie would you replace everyone no. with Muppets except one actor. That exercise because doesn't get old. It, yeah, yeah, it's just a genius conceit, even though like I feel like there are a few answers that are always correct. Um, I saw someone I say, you do Twilight, but you only have Pattinson, but you have Pattinson play Bella Swan. Instead, I mean, I've always articulated that the uh, Ocean's Eleven, but you replace all, everyone but Brad Pitt is the perfect answer for that all, because Brad a, Pitt has perfect energy for the Muppets. Yeah, for sure. I'm not a, I'm not a. Per, I mean, forward. I mean, obviously, Succession is a TV show, but replacing everyone in Succession with a Muppet except for Brian Cox would be just as good as just putting Brian Cox in the Muppets. Like, I would love to see, you know, Kermit. Kermit as Kendall, I think, or maybe Greg. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Miss no. Piggy Gonzo is Greg. Gonzo, yeah, Gonzo is Greg. Greg. Miss Piggy as Shiv. Um, I think the deal that you have to make, though, is since it's a television show, you get to keep one other actor. Because I also still want Matthew McFadden. I want. I want Tom. I'm to think, is the key is the key to put like the most straight man character have them remain or have the person who is the most Muppety on the show? Because I was just thinking about like. Maybe because I've varies. watched them recently, but like the Godfathers, the Godfather movies, but uh, only John Cazale. That's a good answer. Like, okay. The thing is, is it all depends on what you want on that one. Because like, I, I just think with, in terms of succession, I think it's funnier if Tom is still Tom and he looks at a Muppet and says, I'd, I'd marry you if I could castrate you or whatever that line is. And then Gonzo <laughs> being like, boo, who needs a soul? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think mostly you want to keep the lead, and then in movies where there's not like a super clear lead, then I mean, obviously not as a hard fast rule, but and then in movies where there's not a super duper clear lead, then it's maybe like either the most straight man or just like one of the more emo- or one of the more emotional people who you can just watch emote at a Muppet, like that's fun. It's I fun also to watch think people emote at a Muppet. I think there's something too also having the ones where you're like, well, how can I can I put Kermit in the lead spot? Yeah, for sure. That's why it's not a hard fast rule. Like yeah. you, like like if like Top Gun, for instance. If you have Tom Cruise and a bunch of Muppets, that movie is good. If you have Kermit 
Goose does. Goose is a human and a bunch of Muppets. It's still good. <laughs> like, it's still. I'm, I'm smiling though, thinking of if it's Maverick and it's just Tom Cruise comes in and looks at a bunch of Muppets. <laughs> it's and so good. The, the book in the book in the trash. <laughs> yeah, when he throws the book in the trash, but it's only Muppets. It'd be so good. I'm sure this one has been done because this is on Twitter every two months, as you said, but Tar with just Kate Blanchett and Muppets. Oh, <laughs> I mean, so you, so Mark Strong <laughs> is Kermit the Frog. Yes. Has David Lynch interacted with the Muppets on camera? Well, yeah. So there was that time when he had, you know, like adopted five Kermit the Frogs uh, and named them all. And now they don't really speak anymore. Uh, you remember when he had the Woody Woodpecker statue or uh, dolls? Uh, David Lynch has not met the Muppets, but there is a character called David Finch, who is a parody of him. Ah, see. He's a diner patron. How does does David Fincher feel about this? Wow, yeah. (laughs) Ah, well. Um, He uh, is one of the diner patrons introduced by Agent Cookie. Um, And he introduces himself, but he uh, drags his companion, Laura, away before she can give out any answers. There's apparently... Yeah, okay. So that's Monsterpiece Theater's Twin Beaks. I think, mm. oh yeah, I remember seeing Twin Beaks. I remember seeing Twin Beaks. That sketch is, they say Twin Beaks like 600 times in that sketch. Like, if Sounds like a good sketch. Um, okay, so Ian, I think, Travis, I think you're Rizzo. I think Matt is Sweetums. I think, <laughs> um, Ian, I think you're Count. You're the Count. Uh... I mean, he is a Muppet. He's just not on the, Muppets. the Muppets. Sure, fair enough. Yeah. I think I'm probably fucking Fozzie Bear. You do have the most bits that make us go like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think you are, Ian? Bunsen Honeydew. I was going to say Bunsen as well. <laughs> Benson Honeydew. Benson Honeydew. Bunsen Bunsen works. There you go. Travis? Next, pro- next display name. Who are you? I mean, I like to think myself as a Statler or Waldorf figure. Um, it's hard. I, I have less familiarity with with all of them as you guys do. It's hard to it's hard to think of them. And who's Ma- and who's Matt? Hmm. I mean, Doctor Teeth is is one possible answer. Animal. It's weird that you don't think you're animal. You think that would be the obvious answer that many people would give for you? I think that makes sense. Me? No, me. Or Steven. No, me. Yeah, I okay, could, I was yeah. like, my no, famous manic energy person. that I have. I clearly was like, what me. are you talking about? No, clearly me, Travis. I mean, Steven, you're one of the most Muppety people I know broadly as well. And that was the Muppets. Unless there are any closing thoughts. Good show. I might just watch random episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah this, might be, this might be a hangover show for me. I, I think the thing, though, the, the one issue I have, and this is something I guess I this is my closing thought, is one of the bummers, though, is that it seems like since the purchase of the Muppet uh, Studios by Disney, it seems like they haven't figured out what to do with the Muppets. Because they tried to do the mockumentary yeah. show on ABC, and that only went one season. Um, they gave the Muppets to Jason Siegel because he was a big fan, and he made a movie that at the time I thought was good. And upon revisiting various parts of it, I have some problems with. It had like a bad influence on. Yeah, it's kind of the er. It's kind of the er movie of the like, you're the most special fan. And what you, because you love them, that's what makes you special. And um, so the Muppet it introduces is vile to my 
sensibilities. All the music is really good in that. Yeah, movie. oh no, That's I mean, the thing like, that really stuck with me yeah. is I, I get Man or Muppet stuck in my head all the time. Man or Muppet deserved the Oscar. Do not get me wrong. That's <laughs> the thing. It's just like I. That's why I like. There are things I find kind of upsetting and reprehensible, but when it hits, it fucking hits. Uh, it's and also it's the thing where I'm like, uh, you know, I love the love the conceit of the. <laughs> The the mean muppet uncle is buying the the old studio and all mm-hmm. of that, but um, but yeah, and then they did crazy this... that Jim Henson sold like sold Muppets to Disney and then died like immediately. I uh, yeah, or, like, within within months of that happening. Yeah, I mean, uh, he Jim Henson is a complicated figure in the sense of like Hayao Miyazaki, where. A very uncompromising artist who is an empathetic genius in his work, who in his personal life, you're kind of like, oh, you were not a good father. Because <laughs> you were just making your dang puppets all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Real, your real children. You're one of one of his, no, one of his real children uh, was the one who I believe who said that uh, if I didn't go into puppeting, uh, I was never just going to have a relationship with yeah. my father. So, yeah. Um, but, um, damn, if... Kermit the Frog ain't a uh, American genius. That's the weird thing, though, too, is when we talk about it, we, we kind of like strip Jim Henson of the agency of the performance in this because we're like, and Kermit's such he a, is Kermit. He is yeah, Kermit, and it's such an undeniable performance that we're like, well, there's a person there. That's a person. There is some true magic to watching real people interact with a puppet that has not been replicated by CGI or animation or anything. There, there being a tangible. No, because it's it's it's, it's a hell of a lot more it's, real than a tennis ball. It's yeah, whimsical. Yeah, yeah. It's whimsical instead of cold. Like I, like, there's a you, thing there, and we see it, and they know it's not real, and we know it's not real. No one's pretending it's real. I mean, we're pretending it's real, but we all are. We're all very active. No, the collective agreeing. agreement is that it's real. Right. When we you see agree- someone talk with the Muppets. Right. But- we. But we're making that choice, and that choice is fun, as opposed. I don't think to, like, we make that somebody, choice anymore. I, we do. Like you could have the worst take on the planet, which is the Muppets aren't real and it's stupid. Like you could. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I think like everyone's default is like, oh right, I forgot the Muppets aren't real people. Like I think sure, that's sure. kind of I'm, the thing. I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to juxtapose it against the CGI, where, where like a computer is trying to tell us something is real, and we know it's not real, but it's like we're trying to make it as real as possible. Whereas this puppet, you're not trying to make it as real as possible. You're just trying to be like, isn't it fun if we agree that this is real? Isn't that a bit of, isn't that a bit of crack? Like, and we all, we all go, yes, <laughs> yes, it is fun. We're having fun. It's why I'm everyone loves fun. the we're just normal men yeah. clip. Um, you guys know what I'm talking about. Wait, what that was that? That sounds so familiar. What is that? The, it's just this clip. I. It, it's from a British show. Oh, yes, it's yes, yes. We're just, context. Uh, yeah. The puppet's going, Nobody has any idea. normal men. <laughs> and like the puppet and the woman. There's, just, like, like, a, there's like a woman who's laughing. like pretty hot. And like there's like a fucking mouse who's like being a, a like mildly pervy, but not in a weird, creepy way, but just like. And then it's just like, we're just normal men. And then the puppet and the woman die and everybody loves it. And nobody they both knows just why. Break, yeah. They, it's, yeah. And they're, they're very British. They're both very British. Have you not seen this clip? It's all over Twitter. Um, I've missed this. There's a I bot was... that posts it every day, I think. Well, um, but yeah, so that was, I mean, that's the Muppets. Uh, we will, of course, return at one point to talk about the failed follow-up. Uh, well, I mean, some of the shows weren't failed. There was... There was, because uh, that's the thing is, uh, what was the other show? Uh, if I can... Fraggle Rock? No, 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 no. Um, 
Muppet Babies. Uh, Muppets Tonight. Muppets Tonight. Yes, I was like, yeah, well, we will return to talk about Muppets Tonight. Uh, and then later, you know, when we do one season shows, we will talk about Muppets or the Muppets or whatever that one was. And of course, we will then talk about the onga or the upcoming series, uh, Muppets Mayhem, the series that will be about uh, Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem and the modern music business. <laughs> it's coming to Disney Plus. Sure. <laughs> but um, now it's time for us to introduce next week's podcast. Which is Matt's. Um, yeah, so next week, Matt has kindly sent in his live report. As I said, he is coming to you live from, uh, well, he actually does say Minneapolis where he was at this moment. So I guess that part is there. But yeah, so he's coming in live and he will now tell us what next week's show is. Hello, Ian, Stephen, and Travis. Coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota, where it is nine degrees. How does anybody live like this? I have lost my voice. I've eaten a Juicy Lucy. Uh, and I'm here to report on the show that we're watching next week. After a season of watching flops, just plain canceled. Obviously, we needed to return to sort of institutions of television things that ran for a long time that most people would be familiar with, household names, all that, which is why we'll be next week watching A&E's Parking Wars. What? <laughs> Do you guys want to say I'm kill that man? <laughs> I just said, I just said, what? that's our second A&E show, which is funny. <laughs> so I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. Uh, uh, who wants to talk about parking wars? I can. Travis, try. you volunteered by saying a word while <laughs> Stephen is <laughs> rubbing your temples, just fully like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Uh, so, uh, Travis, I'm gonna put 30 seconds on the clock. Tell me everything you think you know about parking wars, starting now. Parking Wars is probably an attempt to capitalize on the inexplicable success of Storage Wars, which I believe was about uh, the competitive world of the storage unit business, but this time it's about the parking lot business. Um, ten. Se- it's been ten seconds, Travis. I don't know. You ever gone to like a you ever gone to like a concert or like a football game, and you try and find like the lot that's just the right price for like distance, but also your peace of mind for where you're leaving your car. Like maybe it's about those people getting and in that's time arguments. The most, I'm gonna the most dad, fucking, I'm gonna kill most Matt. Dad stand up I have ever. You ever go into a sporting event and you're trying to find the right <sighs> parking price, and, and then you get close and you're ten feet away and it's twenty dollars. It was ten dollars twenty feet behind me. What do you mean I'm paying ten dollars for for sixty feet of walking? This is crazy. To leave my car with some shady guy. Yeah, so next week we will be back God. to talk about Parking Wars, the A&E reality television program that follows parking enforcement officers in Philadelphia. Parking enforcement officers? Oh, yeah, we're going like to get ticketing, boot booting, towing, releasing of vehicles from impound lots, parking violations. I'll just talk about my getting booted horrible. in Wicker Park story that's not very interesting. Why is he like this? I picked a <laughs> nice show for us all to enjoy. Yeah, and Matt said... 
that um, now that we are through our flops month, it's time to get back to the important work of covering television programs. Did this last more than a season? We lost it seven seasons and went for 130 what? episodes. <laughs> okay. Well, that's next What's going to be so good is that Travis is going to forget that part, and then when we cover the episode, uh, Matt will be through with like a link to a streaming service you've never heard before. <laughs> so... That was As You Know. You can find us wherever you find podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram at Psyop Abelman. Also on Twitter, but don't follow me on Twitter. You can check out the work that our fine producer, Matt, has done at, uh, I mean, you got you got Arthur.Bandcamp.com. That's Arthur with two H's. FleshOfTheStars.Bandcamp.com. His production work can also be found on UpstairsUK.Bandcamp.com. And, of course, he's out there with Prathloons this week. So Prathloons bandcamp.com Stephen can you bring us home <coughs> wang 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 wonk wonk thank you they're going to do the Galio hoop hoop <laughs>